Hello and welcome back to season two of the PBWF, the Pipe Bomb Wrestling Federation, the fantasy booking show presented by the Pipe Bomb Wrestling Podcast. This is now week 12. We are so glad you have joined us. I'm your host, your moderator, your Sean Ross Sapp. Eat your heart out, if you will. Tyler Peters and the guys are back with me, the leader of the Warzone brand, Mr. Chris Belcher, and the leader of the Mayhem brand, Andy York. Fellas, how are we doing today? It is just, I'm, I'm so excited. I'm beyond excited to uh, do another episode and week of TV. It is a go home, it arguably is. our favorite <clears throat> shows to book. Yep. Was it your favorite show to book this week? Uh, or this month, rather? No, that, that fallout from the <laughs> yeah. pay-per-view was a lot of fun. <laughs> yes, <it was. laughs> I had a lot of fun booking that one. Oh, yeah, that was a lot of fun. A week 12, I'm pumped. Uh, a lot of good stuff in here. Um, for those of you who are listening, a lot of behind-the-scenes uh, communication between Andy yep. and I. So some fun things that we are excited to announce very soon yep. uh, that has to do with the show. It's not like it's not, you know, business check off the agenda, whatever it's like has to do with our creative. So yep. hope everybody's excited about it. If it's your first time listening to us, man, you've been missing a whole lot. Highly recommend go back and check out previous episodes available in the archives, wherever you find your podcast. And of course, season one, we are almost Andy halfway through season two. It's crazy. It feels like it's flying, like flying by. It is flying by, uh, but it's a lot yeah, of fun. It's, going quick. it's a lot of fun. I think, I think I've said this before and I'll keep saying it. This season has been a lot more fun than last season. And it's about to get more fun coming up next week at the pay-per-view. Tyler, the Lethal Lottery. Yeah, the, the Lethal Lottery. I mean, one of Andy's uh, most treasured <laughs> parts of creative. That's why the creative meetings are off the chain. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, it's it's been a, a blast to uh, join you gentlemen. And, yeah, hey, speaking of that, man, uh, catch us up on where we can – Find season one, season two, and also give us a recap of uh, last week's TV, which would be week 11, because for those who are just now tuning in to the Pipe Bomb Wrestling Federation. Yeah, absolutely. Um, at PBW Podcast, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Can't believe I forgot to mention that. Uh, show, like I said, is available everywhere you find your podcast. Spotify, Apple, Anchor, Google, all the things. Go check it out. Make sure you do. Week 11 uh, over on the Warzone brand, uh, we saw a dream match of all dream matches. AJ Styles and Johnny Gargano kicking off the show, but was, of course, interrupted by Randy Orton, who is now challenging Johnny Gargano uh, to a match at the pay-per-view Unleashed, which I think actually happens in week 12, so I just gave you a little bit of a spoiler, but you <laughs> saw him attack Gargano. If you listened, you can figure out what was going to happen. Um, Cody Rhodes trying to get this whole thing with Nick Aldis figured out. Uh, Malachi Black and the Black Widows have essentially recruited two new members. I'm not going to tell you who they are. You'll have to listen and go find out. Charlotte Flair retained the Evolution Championship against Raquel Gonzalez, Rodriguez, whatever you want to call her. Interaction between Seth Rollins and Brock Lesnar. Sasha Banks in this weird women's championship angle. Um, and then we saw... What else do we see? Edge and Christian teaming up against some major players in the main event and just some weird Malachi Black stuff again happening. I'm not going to tell you exactly. Go back and check it out. 
Yeah, so for the mayhem portion, uh, we kicked off the night from uh, hearing from Mr. McMahon, who informed us that not only will he be at Bad Blood, but he will also be revealing the third the third man, we're going third man, and <laughs> uh, his new authority faction that he has created. Mm. Um, so we're going to find out who that person is, but he's also challenged this mystery man to make his presence known and that basically the mystery man and the masked man will have a match at bad blood against each other as well. So that's, that's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, very intriguing. Um, Finn Balor faced Ludo Kaiser, <clears throat> took care of business, but after the match was confronted face-to-face -face by Bray Wyatt, um, setting up that match at Bad Blood. Solo Sokoa faced and defeated uh, Keith Lee. Britt Baker um, in action again, defeating Mandy Rose, and then had an absolute brawl with Rhea Ripley. John Moxley um, cut a promo not only against Stone Cold Steve Austin, but reminded the new authority that he was coming after them as well for what they did to Regal when he was jumped and attacked by Kevin Owens and L.A. Knight. And then in the main event, the undisputed era face United Empire in the semifinals for the trios championships with the undisputed era moving on to the finale in at Bad Blood. And we'll get the Good other stuff. half. Of the, we'll get the other half of the finale Elite. this week. Yep, which right. is uh, the Elite versus the Bloodline. That's right. I was going to say, you, Chris, you could change the name of Raquel. Why not? You guys are the, the bookers here. Let, let's do it. Call and, Raquel Rodriguez Gonzalez. Yeah, yeah, there you go. And where, where have I heard a third man? I like the uh, the callback. Yeah. Oh, Andy Don't get your – it's not a Hogan-level callback. I'm not – I just – Put it, tamper expectations on that front. Okay, yeah. So, so you're saying I, I'm getting uh, my expectations up for nothing? Come on. <laughs> Listen, Tyler. He says that, but in the middle of that show, when Real American hits, like we're both gonna lose our mind. Okay, I, I'm, I'm gonna lose my mind. I'm gonna say my prayers, take my vitamins. Uh, just bring it, Mr. America. You need to do that angle. Where it's the, the oh mask. shoot! It's not Hogan. It's oh, it's Mr. America. That's I so might funny. do that. That's that. That might come back. It's not that bad. might come back. That's not. No, it's bad. actually pretty entertaining. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not bad. That person may just come out to real. It may not even be Hogan, but I'm just gonna have real American hit. <laughs> like whatever the rumor, well, whatever the rumor was a while back about Ali having that music or uh -huh. whatever, which is the dumbest uh -huh. thing. We're not gonna get into that, but people would pop for it. Yeah, that was crazy. <laughs> It'd be funny. Um, but Tyler, we're totally off the rails. Please get us back on track. <laughs> well, well, and I didn't help, did I? I, I, I jumped <laughs> off the rails with you guys. But no, I, I was going to tell you, I, I guess without further ado, uh, we'll get into the show's uh, presentations. And Chris will go first. And uh, let's get ready to go to the war zone. All right, here we go. Week number all right. 12. Let me make sure I'm all situated, y'all. Okay. 30 minutes on the clock. All right. All right, here we go. No opening package this week. We cut to the shot of the live crowd buzzing in anticipation. Here we go. Welcome to the Go Home Edition of Warzone. I'm Tom Hannafin alongside Corey Graves. And what a pack tonight we have for you. Marching towards Unleashed. This man right here. You can't talk over his pyro. It's Cody Rhodes, the American Nightmare, has a huge opportunity to capture the Intercontinental title coming up 
at that pay-per-view, but it won't be an easy road to get there. Tonight, Nick Aldis's cohort in crime, Samoa Joe, will face Cody Rhodes to kick off the show. It's okay. Here we go. This one is underway. Cody coming out like a house of fire. Backing Joe into the corner with shots. Uh, Joe reverses. Starts laying in those left-handed jabs. Shoots Cody to the opposite buckle. Cody reverses. Joe follows in. uh, Joe catches Cody with a big urinagi. Joe follows it up. Big senton splash. Covers Cody. Only a two count. Joe shoots Cody off the ropes. Lowers his head. Cody drops down. Uppercut. Rocks Joe, but doesn't take him down. Cody off the ropes again. Big flying clothesline, but still Joe is on his feet. Cody off the ropes a third time. Joe, big flying spin kick. What athleticism by the big man. Cody rolls to the outside. Joe follows him. Starts laying in the big shots again. Cody starts firing back, but Joe throws Cody into the barricade and then into the steel steps. Cody sitting now in front of the steps. Joe with a head of steam. Cannonball misses. Nobody home. Joe eats the steps. Cody got lucky there as we head to our first commercial break. We are back. Cody gaining momentum here. Big time disaster kick finds its mark. Cody has Joe in position for the crossroads, but Joe kicks Cody in the head, turns around, going for the muscle buster. Cody escapes down the back, sunset flip, one, two, kick out. Both men up, Joe, big clothesline, turns Cody inside out. He picks Cody up, headbutt, and another one. Joe with a kick to the gut, power bomb covers Cody, one, two, shoulder up. Joe picks Cody up again, looking for another power bomb, but Cody inside cradle, only a two count. Both men up. Cody catches Joe. Power slam. Cody off the ropes. Going for the Cody cutter, but he's caught in the coquina clutch. Joe trying to get Cody down, but he's fighting. But he's fading. Cody's fading. It's taking a lot out of him. He's back to his feet. He kicks off the top rope. He's got Joe pinned, but no. He rolls all the way over. Picks Joe up. Crossroads. Holds on. Second crossroads. And a third crossroads. The cover one, two, Three, that is it. Cody Rhodes picking up a big win. JBL slides in the ring. Cody slides out. A hard-fought match. JBL is not happy, but Cody Rhodes picking up the big win ahead of that showdown with Nick Aldis coming up at Unleashed. We have to take a commercial break, but in action up next, the other members of JBL Enterprises, the tag team champions, the authors of pain. We come back and we're in the backstage hallway. Caleb Braxton attempting to get a word with JBL and Samoa Joe about what happened. But the AOP is there and there's just a whole bunch of yelling going on. Finally, (laughs) Caleb just walks away. Nick Aldis steps in. He tells AOP to just go handle their business. They head to the ring as the yelling with JBL and Samoa Joe continues. Not necessarily at each other, just in frustration. Nick Aldis trying to be the peacemaker here. with one half of the future tag team champions. 
course, I'm talking about Shinsuke Nakamura. I'm not trying to replicate that. I don't blame you. No, it's pretty awesome. Well, Boogs, I hate to break it to you. This match is not for the tag team titles. I mean, you know, if they get a win, I'm sure it's going to put them in a good spot. But here they come, Rick Boogs and Shinsuke Nakamura, geared up for tag team action here. And here come their opponents, the tag team champions, the authors of pain. Well, I mean, wait a minute. The music is playing, but there's no AOP. Wait, our cameras cut backstage. The AOP have been jumped. What in the world is going on? Production equipment and everything is on top of them and standing over the champs. Matt Cardona and Brian Myers. Matt yells. He says, you guys had no business getting involved last week. Consider this payback. Officials come over and Myers and Cardona gladly walk away. Wait a minute. They walk away, but they're headed out here. They make their way through the entrance. Cardona has a mic, and he says, yeah, that's right. We took out the champs, and we're taking their place in this match. Cardona and Myers get in the ring. Nakamura and Boots seem to be okay for that. The referee is calling for the bell. We're going to have a match here. Nakamura and Cardona are legal to kick things off. Cardona tries to overpower Shinsuke, but it's just not happening. Nakamura uses his quickness, delivers repeated strikes. Cardona catches the boot, but Nakamura connects with an insecurity. Doesn't take Cardona down, it just staggers him. Nakamura from behind, reverse exploder suplex. He shoots Cardona to the ropes. Cardona reverses. As Nakamura hits the ropes, Brian Myers grabs his foot, trips him, and drags him to the outside. Myers goes for the roster cut lariat, but Nakamura ducks. King shots at a Brian Myers on the outside. He turns around. Cardona sliding drop kick through the ropes. Boogs trying to come over to help, but the ref is holding him back. How is this one going to turn out as we head to our next commercial break? We are back. We're at the conclusion of this one. Boogs and Brian Myers are legal here. Myers has a sleeper hold, but Boogs is fighting back up. He stands up. Myers is on his back. They're close to the corner. Cardona makes the tag, but Myers doesn't let go. So Cardona jumps on Myers' back. It takes Boogs down to a knee. But Boogs fighting his way back up. He's up. He doesn't tear his quad. He drops <laughs> down on his back, squashing both Myers and Cardona. They make their way to the feet. Double clothesline by Rick Boogs. Boogs picks up Cardona over his head. Military press slam. He grabs Cardona now around the waist, starts flipping him over and over and over in a gut-wrench suplex. Boogs now shoots Cardona off the ropes, tries to grab him, but Cardona slides through his legs. Boogs turns around, going for radio silence, but Boogs catches him in a powerbomb. Cardona's trying to fight out, trying to block it. Myers makes the tag. Boogs didn't see it. Finally, Boogs plants Cardona with a big powerbomb. He goes to pin him, but no count. Off the top rope, heat-seeking elbow by Brian Myers. Boogs sells to his feet. Spear by Brian Myers. On the other side, Smart Mark Sterling is there. He pulls Nakamura off the apron. Shinsuke lands a Kinshasa. Myers has the cover, though. One, two, three. Nakamura wasn't able to get back in the ring. 
the major players picking up a big win in this impromptu match. Not sure what to make of this situation, but we got to take a commercial break. What's my time? You have about 22 minutes. Okay, we should be good. We are back sitting in the backstage area. We see Candace LeRae, who is by herself, and Sasha Banks walks up to her. She says, Candace, I've been looking for you all day. Are you all right? You know, after what happened last week, I haven't been able to get a hold of you. Candace says, I just want to be left alone. I'm fine. Thank you for checking on me, but I really need to sort this out. Sasha says, I respect your wishes, but I feel terrible about what happened last week. It shouldn't have gone down like that. Listen, because of that, I want to offer you a shot at my championship. I'm going to talk to Triple H and get that match added to the pay-per-view. Candace stands up and slaps Sasha across the face. Candace says, I don't need your pity. I don't need a consolation prize for what happened. I don't need you coming in here and offering me things just because you feel bad. I'm going to earn that opportunity. And they start yelling at each other. And all of a sudden, Triple H, Shawn Michaels, and Road Dog walk by and get them separated. Triple H says, whoa, now let's, let's chill out for a minute. I overheard the last part of that, you know, before all the yelling. And I actually was coming to find you, ladies, to let you know that I've made some additions to the women's title match at Unleashed. Sasha, you will still defend your title against the technical number one contender, Chelsea Green. But I'm also adding Candice LeRae to the match. And Candice, it's not out of pity. It's because you've absolutely earned it. You can see Candice smiling and nodding. Sasha doesn't look pleased. But Triple H says, and ladies, I, I hate to say this, but I'm also inclined to add Liv Morgan to the match, making it a fatal four-way. Good luck to both of you. As the trio walks away, Sasha and Candace stare each other down, and you can see Alexa Bliss watching in the background. You have to wonder how she's feeling with all of this as we head to commercial break. All right, here we go. Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows are already in the ring. Here come their opponents, Cash Wheeler, Dax Harwood, The Revival. All right, we're off and running with this tag team match. The Revival gearing up for their shot at the Warzone tag titles at Unleashed. Dax and Gallows legal to start the match. Series of tie-ups and exchanges, no real advantage. Gallows backs Dax into the corner. Ref asking for a break. Gallows starts to back away, but Dax swings. Gallows blocks it. He tosses Dax by the head all the way across the ring. Gallows laying in the left-handed jabs, followed by a big uppercut. Cash tries to come in, but Gallows grabs him by the throat and just pushes him back over the top rope. Gallows turns around. Dax jumps up, but he's caught bear hug. Anderson tags himself in. Off the ropes. Big clothesline heart foundation style. The cover. One, two. Cash is in to break it up. We skip ahead in this one. Anderson and Wheeler are legal here. Anderson shoots Cash off the ropes. Reversal. Anderson comes off. Flying boot. Very Claymore-esque there by Carl Anderson. Dax trying to come in, but Carl Anderson knocks him off the apron. Cash tries to sneak up behind him, but he sends them coming. Cash eats the buckle. Anderson, big running knee to the face. Cash staggers out. Big double-A spine buster. The cover, but only a two-count. Dax is in to make the save. Can the Good Brothers get it done here as we take a commercial break? 
All right, we're back in segment seven. Tail end of this one, Carl Anderson has been worked over by the Revival during the break. He desperately <clears throat> needs to make a tag. Dax sets him up on the second buckle, tags in Cash. Dax delivers a big superplex from the middle rope on Anderson. Cash follows it up with a big splash, but Anderson gets his knees up. He makes the tag. Gallows is legal. Big double clothesline to the Revival. Backdrop to Cash. Backdrop to Dask. Both men in opposite corners. Gallows corner splash to Dax. Goes for it on Cash, but Cash dropped toe hold. Gallows eats the buckle. Anderson quickly makes the tag. Cash didn't see it. He Cash tries to roll up Gallows, but Anderson grabs him, shoots him off the ropes. Super kick. Gallows is up. They pick up Cash for the magic killer, but Dax is in. Clips Gallows' knee from behind. Cash rolls up Anderson. One, two, three. That is it. What a match here, but the Revival just one step ahead of the Good Brothers as we take a commercial break. All right, we come back from commercial break, and we're in a dimly lit room. We see all five members of the Black Widows, Malachi Black, Damian Priest, Liv Morgan, and the Lucha Brothers. Liv speaks first, and she says, You see, even upper management understands that they must give in to the Black Widows because I'm taking my rightful place in the Women's Championship match, a spot that I didn't actually lose. But even still, the title and Sasha Banks, you're just a pawn in the game, a stepping stone towards the bigger plan. Pre says, Yes, that's exactly right. He continues to grow stronger day by day, week by week, until he rises again. Malachi says, yes. And Adam, you're the final piece to all this. You see, Edge is just a facade. Edge is just your disguise. Because Adam must come clean. Adam most must reveal those skeletons, those sins of his past. Black Widows stand for truth and justice, and Adam, the truth will set you free. Our mission cannot continue until we conquer the next step, and Adam, you're it. All of a sudden, the feed cuts, the screen goes fuzzy, and when it comes back, we see Edge running out of the production truck and into the building yelling, All right, I know they're here. Where are they? Where are they? Edge searching for the Black Widows around the backstage area. He opens a few doors. He finds nothing. He finally comes to the end of a hallway where he sees smoke coming out of a room. The doors open and he sees candles. He runs in, but no one's there. Edge looks around. He sees a mirror, and on that mirror in some sort of black ooze, it says, Adam, the truth will set you free. Edge starts pulling his hair and getting frustrated as we cut back to the arena. Ladies and gentlemen, what a weird turn of events this continues to be. But let's turn our attention to next week's pay-per-view Unleashed. An incredible card we have coming up. As you heard earlier tonight, the Women's Championship will now be decided in a fatal four-way match as Sasha Banks will defend against Chelsea Green, Candice LeRae, and Liv Morgan. The Intercontinental Championship will be on the line as Nick Aldis defends against the American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes. 
the legend killer Randy Orton, who we will hear from later in the show, will return to the ring to face Johnny Gargano. It has now been confirmed that tag team titles will be up for grabs. Not only will the Revival challenge the Authors of Pain, but based on their, I guess, impressive actions, Triple H has inserted the major players into this match, making it a triple threat. And then in the main event, The Beast, Brock Lesnar going after gold once again as he challenges Seth Rollins for the PBWF World Heavyweight Championship. And as you see on your screen, the challenger making his way through the backstage hallway, Brock Lesnar competes for the first time in the war zone after this commercial break. We come back. We're, we are backstage. Kayla Braxton introduces Randy Orton. Kayla asks Randy about his return last week after losing the title and why he's chosen to target Johnny Gargano. Randy says, first of all, Kayla, the minute I get back, you stick your nose in Randy Orton's <laughs> business? Listen, you and everyone else, including that punk Gargano, need to listen up, and I'll tell you everything you need to know. The whole time I was champion, I talked about tradition and legacy and how it just sucks, and I'm just sick of it. I'm the greatest world champion this business has ever seen, and I don't need a prop to prove it. Now, Johnny Wrestling, Mr. Gargano, you see, while you were trying desperately to get your name out there in every VFW and bingo hall from Cleveland to Timbuktu, yours truly was winning world championships and headlining WrestleManias. You can call yourself Johnny Wrestling all you want, but you don't measure up to me. I was here long before your snot nose showed up, and I'm going to still be here when you flounder out just like the rest of the indie darlings. By that time, Judge Johnny Gargano jumping Randy Orton from behind. The fight is on in the backstage hallway. Security and officials trying to get in between them. Finally, but Gargano escapes, climbs on top of a stack of road cases, and dives off onto Orton and a host of backstage personnel. What a scene this is as we head to the ring. Here we go. Looks like those two guys are ready for Unleashed. But we are not because we still have a main event to go here tonight. The phenomenal AJ Styles looking to get some retribution after what happened a couple of weeks ago where both he and Johnny Gargano were attacked by Brock Lesnar. AJ's going to get that shot at the Beast coming up right after this commercial break. All right, we are back, and here they come. The sickening, heinous, just downright awful duo of the Beast, Brock Lesnar, and that slimeball Eric Bischoff. Brock circles the ring like he does. He gets in the ring, and here we go. Bell sounds, Brock charges in, but AJ rolls under the ropes. To the outside, Brock trying to get a quick start there. Ref trying to get AJ in the ring. Brock is yelling, but AJ is just taking his sweet time on the outside. He gets in the ring. 
They circle for a second. Brock charges in. AJ again rolls to the outside. <laughs> Bischoff is yelling. Brock is irate, but AJ is just laughing. Finally, Brock has had enough. He rolls to the outside, starts chasing AJ. AJ rolls back in the ring. Brock follows. AJ lands a couple of quick shots. Brock's still trying to get in the ring, though, but he gets up, grabs AJ. Huge belly-to-belly suplex, launching him to the other side of the ring. Brock gets AJ in the corner, delivering vicious shots to the head. Shoulder blocks to the gut. Brock shoots AJ to the ropes, follows him in. AJ, though, up to the second buckle, backflip, catches Brock, reverse DDT. Follows it up. AJ Styles' signature drop kick knocks Brock through the ropes to the outside. AJ goes for the phenomenal forearm to the outside, but Brock catches him. F5 on the floor. Picks up AJ, rolls him into the ring, covers him. One, two, kick out by AJ Styles somehow. Brock picks AJ up, starts taking him to Suplex City. Just repeated German suplexes here. Brock picks AJ up again, but this time he just chucks him over the top rope to the floor. Brock follows him, picks him up. Looks like he's going for the F5, but AJ somehow lands on his feet on top of the barricade, kicks Brock right in the face, rocks Brock backwards, actually may have busted him open, could have broken his nose. Brock finally gets his wits about him. Phenomenal forearm from the top of the barricade. What is going to happen as we head to our final commercial break? Eight minutes left. We are back, and right before the commercial, it looked like AJ had an opening, but that was short-lived. Brock is busted open, but it's only seemed to make him stronger. He has taken AJ to Suplex City, just really beating him down throughout this match. We're at the tail end here. Brock has AJ reeling, but AJ, series of repeated shots, trying to fight back in this one. Pele kick rocks Brock, but it may have caught him in the nose again. Actually, AJ to the outside. Phenomenal forearm connects the cover. One, two, shoulder up by Brock. AJ trying to seize the momentum now gets Brock in position. Is he going to try a Styles Clash? Brock picks up AJ going for the F5, but AJ lands on his feet, wraps Brock up. Calf Crusher! He's got the Calf Crusher locked in. AJ is wrenching back, but you see Brock fighting up. He raises up and starts slamming AJ's head into the mat, causing him to break the hold. (laughs) Both men to their feet slowly. They're selling up. AJ quick kicks now to the hamstrings. What's this? AJ... Has Brock on his shoulders. Yushi Garoshi. Brock slips behind. Big release German suplex. And another one. And goes for the third. But AJ flips over. Lands on his feet. Brock gets him. Uh, big clothesline. Turns AJ inside out. Brock and Bischoff both just, just laughing here. He picks AJ up. Hits an F5. But he doesn't go for the pin. Instead he picks him up. Second F5. He pins AJ one Two, Brock pulls AJ up. Are you kidding me? He puts AJ on his shoulders, going for that third F5. Wait a minute. Wait, could it be? Brock drops AJ. Turns his attention to the entrance, but there's no Rollins. Brock starts laughing. From behind on the other side, Brock turns around. Rollins is here. Springboard knee to the face. The ref is throwing this one out, but they don't care. Rollins trying to get the upper hand on Lesnar. Goes for the stomp. Brock moves. Hits the release German suplex. Brock picks Rollins up for an F5. Rollins escapes. Pushes Brock forward. 
AJ connects with a phenomenal forearm. He recovered and landed it perfectly. AJ and Rollins look at each other from across the ring. AJ spots that World Heavyweight Championship laying on the mat. He picks it up, and he hands it to Seth Rollins. Rollins may have gotten the better of Brock here thanks to an assist, but will this be the scene coming up at Unleashed? Join us next week to find out. Yeah, it was a, a fantastic episode. I, I like Seth and AJ against some redemption on Brock and, and like what you're doing with the women's division, adding Liv Morgan and Candice LeRae. So, man, this this pay-per-view is going to be uh, one to uh, definitely – I would watch it. If, right. I know we're doing audio. Yeah, for sure, man. So, hey, good stuff, man. Appreciate it. And, Thank uh, you. Uh, yeah. Mal- Malachi Black is – I'm, each week, I'm enjoying what he's doing more and more and more. And more. Well, that's, I'm a big fan of it. Th- there's a problem with that because now I feel the pressure yeah. of making sure that it's really oh, good. Because you said every this about Bray week. last season every yep. single week, and I'm like, well, I don't know what I'm doing next, so we just gotta <laughs> we just gotta figure it out as we go along. Um, but, but that's the fun part. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, the Boogs introduction. Yes. Was that from WrestleMania 38? It was a combat. Uh, the it, future tag or next tag team champions because yes. I distinctively remember hearing yes. that multiple times <laughs> it was a so peek behind the curtain there was a little audio editing there to edit edit out the word smackdown i heard that so <laughs> i had to do a combination of two of his introductions putting them together yeah. uh, but so, we are suing for the use of pat mcafee at the beginning um but that's fine um <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> that, i enjoyed that a lot though that was that was a great moment and uh yeah the pay-per-view pay-per-view is gonna be a lot of fun I'm excited. It's gonna be loud. It'll be good. Yeah, I'm with you about Pat McAfee, but hey, uh, <laughs> listen, we we've got some mayhem to get to the, the go home edition. So, Andy, uh, we can't wait, man. Uh, take take it away. All right, thirty minutes on the clock, Andy. Here we go. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the last mayhem before bad blood. And tonight, Stone Cold Steve Austin is here and will be face-to-face with John Moxley one last time. Rhea Ripley is in action, and the final semifinals match in the trios tournament as the bloodline faces the elite. But right now, let's send things up to the voice of management, L.A. Knight. L.A. Knight is in the ring, and he says, Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Mayhem. Now, our upcoming pay-per-view, Bad Blood, will be one for the ages. And our main event will be unbeatable as our wonderful and illustrious tribal chief will once and for all put an end to the run of The Rock. Now, while I will try to be impartial in this contract, my... 
And apparently The Rock has heard enough of LA Knight as he is making his way out to the ring as he stops on the stage to take a deep breath in, to smell the electricity in the arena. He makes his way down to the ring with a mic in his hand and he gets in the ring and stands face to face with LA Knight. And he looks at him and he says, so you're the new lap dog to Vinnie Mac, huh? Well, yeah, I know I'm awesome. Thank you. Now, while I'm glad to see, uh, well, I'm glad to see that his taste in people is still the same. He picks the biggest jokes he can find and you fit that very, very well. Now, we have listened to you long enough. So why don't you just push this along a little more? Why don't you do your job and introduce the biggest fraud in the industry's history? As he walks away, LA Knight chuckles to himself and says, well, considering you're already out here, I didn't have to do that, but I will introduce (laughs) our current and reigning defending PBWF champion and the man who will stay champion after bad blood, Roman Reigns. As the Tribal Chief makes his way with Solo Sokoa and the Usos and Paul Heyman, the PBWF champion, Roman Reigns, and he's taking his sweet time getting to the ring. He's standing at the top of the ramp waiting for his pyro spot and rock. Uh, has a mic and says, no, 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 no. We don't have time to wait here all day and watch you slowly saunter down to the ring just so that Walrus behind you can keep up. Get in this ring, sign this contract, and get ready to fight right here, right now. And Roman Reigns has a microphone. He says, you aren't in charge around here, Dwayne. I do what I want when I want, and no one stop me. stops me as he slowly enters the ring and the rest of the bloodline kind of circle around the ring. Roman says, but I will tell you this, Rocky. All of this disrespect you are giving me, all the pain you've been causing ends at bloodline. As he signs the contract, he slides it to the rock who does the same. And Roman says, but it ends at bloodline because you won't be able to make it to bad blood. And the bloodline slowly starts to climb to the apron shield style. He's definitely taught them a thing or two. As the rock looks around, he has a microphone. He says, Roman, I want you to know that at bad blood, you will have no excuse for when I beat you. Just like you three, as he points to Solo and the Usos, won't have an excuse when you lose later tonight. As the bloodline laugh, they slowly start to enter the ring. And here come Kenny and the Bucks. They hit the ring as the bloodline bails from the ring. The Rock laughs, and he has his microphone. He says, Roman, Roman, before you run away, I want to give you a preview of what's going to happen. And The Rock drops the mic, pulls LA Knight in, and hits a rock bottom through the table. The Rock versus Roman Reigns is officially happening at Bad Blood. But coming up next, the bloodline is in action against the Elite as we take a commercial break. We come back from commercial break, and during the break, this match got underway as Solo and Nick Jackson are the legal men. Solo has been in complete control from the beginning. He has Nick down in the corner and is just putting the boots to him. Um, Solo goes for a running hip attack, but Nick Jackson is back up and hits a super kick rocking him, but he doesn't go down. He goes for a step up in Zaguri, but Solo ducks underneath, takes Nick out with a German suplex. Solo then tags in Jimmy Uso, who just continues the beatdown on Nick. He drops him with a suplex. 
He shoots him off the ropes and takes him out with a Samoan drop. He then throws up the one in the middle of the ring before turning around and getting hit with a super kick from Matt Jackson, knocking him, uh, knocking him down. He hits or he, before turning around, and hitting Matt Jackson with a super kick off the apron. I got too excited. Kenny tries to get in the ring, but the ref is blocking him as Jey Uso leaps to the top rope and drills Nick with a splash and rolls out of the ring. Jimmy quickly goes for the cover one, but Kenny is in and breaks up the pin count. Uh, Jay is in, though, and turns Kenny around, who ducks underneath a clothesline and clotheslines him out of the ring. Jimmy goes for a super kick, but Kenny catches it and rocks him with a V-trigger, sending him out of the ring. Kenny then turns around but gets rocked with a cl- running crossbody from Solo Sokoa. He pulls Kenny up for that Samoan spike, but he eats a stereo super kick from the Bucks, followed by a V-trigger, taking him out of the ring. All three members of the bloodline are outside of the ring. The elite looks around at each other, and they shoot off the ropes, and they hit stereo suicide dives, taking everybody out. The elite are rolling as we take a commercial break. We are back from break as Matt Jackson and Jay Uso are the legal men. Jay has Matt on the top rope and is looking for a superplex, but Matt slips underneath, picks him up, and hits a buckle bomb as Nick Jackson hits an enziguri at the same time. Matt tags in Kenny, who continues the attack on Jay, shoots him into the corner, goes for a V-trigger, but Jay Uso rocks him with a super kick, followed by hitting a cutter on him. Jay crawls over and tags in Solo, who comes in like a wrecking ball, just killing Kenny Omega with every move he can. He hits Kenny with a clothesline before uh, knocking both bucks off the apron. Kenny goes to land a punch, but Solo ducks, grabs Kenny and hits an exploder suplex, followed by a running senton. He has Kenny up for that spinning solo, but both Bucks are back in the ring and hit stereo super kicks once again on solo, followed by a V-trigger from Kenny Omega, sending him back to the corner. Jimmy tags in, tags himself in and goes on a super kick party. He hits Kenny with one. He hits Matt with one. He hits Nick with one. He's getting ready to go for another one, but the three members of the elite take him out with super kicks at the same time. Kenny then tags in Nick who goes on a hot run, hitting lefts and rights on everyone, moving. He jumps to the apron, and he hits a springboard drop kick. He hits Solo with a super kick off the apron. Jay tags himself back in, though. Nick goes for a clothesline on Jimmy, who ducks underneath Nick, bounces off the ropes, and gets caught with a 1D. They cover him 1-2. Matt Jackson, though, from the top rope, hits a double foot stomp, breaking up the pinfall. Jimmy hits a super kick, though, on Matt, sending him out of the ring. As Nick rolls to the outside, Jimmy and Jay look at each other and hit stereo suicide dives, taking them out. But Kenny slides in the ring and is looking for another dive, but he gets caught in the middle of the ring with a spinning solo, taking him out. Who will make it to the finals as we take a commercial break? Holy Moses. We are back from break, and this has been an absolute war between these two teams. Kenny and Jay are now legal. And uh, they're just trading punches in the middle of the ring. Jay goes for a clothesline, but Kenny ducks underneath and takes takes him out with a super kick. He turns around, though, and eats a super kick from Jimmy. But Jimmy gets rocked with an enziguri by Nick Jackson. But Solo is now in and takes him out with a clothesline. Matt goes for a German suplex on Solo, but he breaks out of it and hits a huge headbutt. Solo is standing tall, and but he turns around and eats a nasty V-trigger to the back of the head, taking him out. All six men are slowly are down, but slowly pulling themselves back up. And they're standing face-to-face in the middle of the ring. And they look at each other, and they just start brawling in the ring as the referee just kind of jumps on the top turnbuckle and throws his hands up and watches them all fight in the middle of the ring. Um, 
but they, they start brawling in the ring. Finally, Kenny and Jay are in the ring alone. Jay goes for a super kick, but catches the referee in the face as Kenny ducks underneath. He rolls Jay up, but realizes there isn't a ref down. He tries to wake up the ref, but he turns around into a spear from Roman Reigns, who has made his way out here. Roman drags Jay over on top of Kenny. He is up trying to get the referee back up. But all of a sudden, from the crowd, The Rock slides into the ring and runs Roman Reigns off. Rock turns around, though, ducks under a clothesline from Solo and catches him and hits a rock bottom. He pulls Jay off of Kenny, looks around, and hits the people's elbow before rolling out of the ring. Kenny is back up. He picks up Jay and plants him with the one-winged angel. They cover him. One, two, three. The Elite gets the win and will now be facing the Undisputed Era in the finals at Bad Blood. And that match is going to be out of this world. But all of a sudden, from behind, the Undisputed Era is in, and they just start fighting all over the place with the Elite. O'Reilly, Cole, and Strong are just beating down on the Elite. Finally, refs and security are out in the ring, separating the six men. This war at Bad Blood will be won for the ages. As we cut backstage, uh, we see Rhea Ripley making her way through the halls. When she turns the corner and is standing face-to-face with Mandy Rose, and Mandy says, well, look what the trash dragged in. You got lucky that you don't have to face me for that championship at Bad Blood because I would easily take that championship back from you. And Rhea just kind of laughs and says, well, Mandy, I'm free tonight, and since you're here running your mouth, I'm assuming you are too, so why don't you meet me in the ring right now as she walks past Mandy, who has a terrified look on her face as we cut to commercial break. About 20 minutes left. We got time. We're back from commercial break as we cut to a video package of Finn Balor pacing in the hallway. And he says, you know, I've heard a lot about recently. I've heard a lot recently about demons and evil entities and <laughs> even devil himself. I've been around all of them my entire life. And none of them are as unsettling and fear inducing as being near Bray Wyatt. He is the face of evil. The face of fear. Yet, my demon desires to have this war. And there is one thing I know for certain. When my demon wants something, he gets it. Bray, you are unleashing something you don't understand. You've only been in the ring with the man, Finn Balor. In fact, the last time you called him out, you didn't even show up to the fight. (laughs) But I know this is a different Bray. But you must also know that this is a different demon. And at Bad Blood... I'm going to make you regret everything you've ever done. The demon is coming for you. As we cut back to the ring. The former PBWF Mayhem Women's Champion is looking to earn another opportunity as she is stepping into the ring with Rhea Ripley. But the champion is looking for a tune-up match before finally getting her hands on a match with Britt Baker at Bad Blood. She gets into the ring. And Mandy Rose is very timid, but takes off running towards Rhea, who just absolutely rocks her with a big boot. Mandy stumbles back to her feet, but gets rocked with a German suplex. Come on. Mandy slowly pulls herself back up, but gets taken out with a drop kick in the corner. Rhea is smiling as she just drags Mandy by her hair to the middle of the ring. She looks like she's going for the riptide, but instead she drops Mandy, slowly backs up, and hits a curb stomp out of nowhere. Covers her one, two, three. 
Rhea Ripley made extremely quick work of Mandy Rose and is looking to do the same to Britt Baker. Maria has a mic in her hand and she's calling for her music to be cut. And she says, Britt Baker, I know you're here hiding in the back somewhere. So why don't you make your way down to this ring so we can meet face to face one last time? Rhea Ripley has called out Britt Baker, but will she answer? We will find out after this commercial break. We are back from break as Rhea is just pacing in the middle of the ring. She's continuing to call out Britt Baker. As Britt makes her way down to the ring and she has her microphone in her hand, she isn't backing down from the champion. She gets into the ring and she says, you know, Rhea, I don't think we've been formally introduced. She reaches out her hand and says, hi, I'm Britt Baker, DMD. And not only am I the next Mayhem Women's Champion, but I'll also fix your teeth for free after I knock them down your throat. <laughs> And Rhea just kind of laughs, but all of a sudden, Britt rocks Rhea with the microphone and just starts going to town on Rhea, beating her down in the corner. She is putting the boots to her as blood is starting to pour down the face of Rhea Ripley from the mic. Britt screams and goes for a dropkick, but Rhea dodges and rocks her with a big boot as blood is just pouring down the face of Rhea as she is just picking her up. She's going for that riptide, but all of a sudden, Britt Baker reverses it into a DDT she goes for the stomp, but Rhea once again rolls out of the ring with her championship in hand and makes her way back up the ramp. Britt is standing on the second on the middle rope as she is screaming and motioning for that championship. This is going to be an absolute war at Bad Blood as we cut backstage where we see John Moxley making his way into the arena. He stops and he looks over in the corner where he sees Asuka just kind of pacing back and forth in the dark, screaming and laughing at herself. He kind of looks, he shrugs his shoulders and just walks away. John Moxley will be faced with Stone Cold Steve Austin later tonight as we take a commercial break. 15 minutes. We are back from break as we cut to a dark, smoky hallway where we see Bray Wyatt pacing back and forth. And Bray says, the demon is coming for me? <laughs> coming for me? Well, that is exactly what I wanted to hear. But you see, Finn, I know you are never alone. I know you've got a little club hiding somewhere, but what you don't realize is I've got friends of my own. So bring your demon, your club. Bring whoever you want because she is never far away. Ooh. As Julia Hart steps out of the darkness and my monster is finally home as Braun Strowman walks out of the darkness with a black sheep mask on. Bray says, Finn, demon, Run as we cut backstage again, where we see Vince McMahon sitting in his office with the TV on, and he kind of shrugs and goes, man, I just don't get it with that guy. He's just so creepy. All of a sudden, there's a knock at the door, and L.A. Knight walks in, and he says, sir, you wanted to see me? And Vince says, yeah, I did. Listen, L.A., I saw what happened out there earlier, and don't worry, we'll take care of Dwayne later, but I need all of our focus on bad blood. I want to know who this mystery figure is and what they want with me. But I also need to make sure that Kevin is on the same page with us, as well as our little masked friend. So I need you to bring them both to me tonight. LA Knight nods and says, yes, sir, before leaving the room. As Vince looks down at his computer and says, oh, great, another email from Sean. As we cut to a dual screen of Will Ospreay and the United, King United Empire making their way to the ring. And then on the other side, we see Walter and Imperium. Will Ospreay versus Walter is coming up next. 
Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> we are back from commercial break. As Walter and Imperium make their way onto the stage and they do their pose and they make their way down, but they stop and he turns them around and sends them to the back. Walter wants to do this on his own here tonight. As Will Ospreay and the United Empire walk out to the ramp, they fist bump each other and the other two members are walking to the back as well as we are gonna do this one on one. We move forward in this match. It's a very back and forth and fast paced match as this match obviously would be. Osprey goes for the Oz cutter, but Walter chops the back of Osprey's head. Go, uh, he pulls him up and chops him violently into the corner. He goes for another chop, but Osprey ducks underneath and starts taking the fight to Walter. He shoves Will to the mat, but he gets back up and gets going right after him again. He goes for a clothesline, but Will Osprey ducks underneath and hits a super kick, rocking the big man. Uh, Walter is stumbling on his feet, but Osprey hits a second one, dropping him to a knee. He goes for a hidden blade, but Walter dodges and takes Osprey out of the ring with a drop kick. Walter takes a minute to kind of uh, regroup before rolling out of the ring and going after Will. He turns the corner, but Osprey hits a drop kick to the knee of Walter, sending him face first into the steel steps. Will looks around. He uses the top step and hits a Canadian destroyer to the floor. Who will walk away with this win as we take a commercial break? 12 minutes. We are back from commercial break as Walter has finally recovered and is in full control of Osprey. He picks him up for a powerbomb, but Will uses his momentum to hit a Hurricane Rana, followed by a drop kick, sending Walter out of the ring. He takes a second to recover before shooting off the ropes and hits a Tope Conhilo. He rolls back into the ring, shoots off the ropes again, and hits a corkscrew plancha, taking out the big man. He rolls back into the ring, and he's going for a springboard shooting star press, but at the same time, Walter is able to catch him and hit a powerbomb on the apron, rocking, Walt, or rock, rocking Osprey. He rolls Will back in the ring as the ring general climbs to the top rope and hits a huge splash from the top rope, covers him one, two, Osprey kicks out. He pulls Osprey back to his feet, goes for a powerbomb, but Will reverses it and lands on his feet, Having Walter in a powerbomb position, he somehow manages to lift the big man up and hit a buckle bomb, taking Walter out. He climbs to the top rope and hits a perfect Phoenix splash, covers him one, two, Walter kicks out. These two men are absolutely going to war with one another, but who will get the win after we take a commercial break? Back from break, and the crowd is going crazy as both men are down in the middle of the ring from a double clothesline spot. They slowly pull themselves back up to their feet, and they start trading punches in the middle of the ring. Walter goes for a chop, but Will ducks underneath and hits an Oz cutter, covers him one, two, Walter kicks out. Will is firing up and hits a standing moonsault, followed by a running shooting star press. He rolls to the apron and hits a springboard double foot stomp. Walter is on the ropes, but Osprey keeps the fight going on him. Osprey is setting up for the hidden blade once again, but Walter hits a huge chop, sending Will into the corner. He is firing up and goes for a splash, but Osprey moves out of the way, rocking Walter into the corner. He somehow is able, though, to lift the big man back up to the top rope, to the top turnbuckle. He's looking for an avalanche hurricane run, it looks like, but Walter is able to block. 
Holdwell up there. He lifts him up and hits an avalanche powerbomb from the top rope. Covers him. One, two, three. Walter gets the hard-fought victory in one of the best matches in Mayhem history as Imperium and the United Empire make their way down to the ring. Walter stands in between Imperium from getting in the face of the United Empire. He turns around. And he extends his hand as Osprey and Walter shake hands in the middle of the ring. United Empire bail from the ring as Imperium stands in their pose. What a match between these two as we take a look at a dual screen of John Moxley and Stole Cold Steve Austin making their way to the ring. That is coming up next. Seven right. minutes. We are back from commercial break, segment 11. Backstage, we see Vince in his office once again when in walks Kevin Owens, L.A. Knight, and the masked individual. And Vince says, don't even worry about sitting down, boys. This won't take long. Look, Kevin, I know we haven't always seen eye to eye. I mean, I remember the headbutt heard around the world. But you know what? You know what's best for you? And that's me being in charge. So I need to know that we are on the same page of Bad Blood. Whoever this mystery individual is, we need to be ready to take them out on arrival. As Kevin Owens looks at him and says, you've got it, boss. Vince says, good. Now, go get some rest and be ready. How can I hear these idiots in here? Go get some rest and be ready to answer my phone call when I call. As the three men walk out of his office and a sly smile comes across the face of Vince McMahon. We cut to commentary when Michael Cole says Bad Blood is shaping up to be a phenomenal pay-per-view. Rhea Ripley defends her Mayhem Women's Championship against Britt Baker. Bray Wyatt is getting get, is going to get what he wants as he will be facing the Demon, Finn Balor. The trio's championship match is set as the Undisputed Era will be facing the Elite. Roman Reigns defends the PBWF Championship against The Rock in a dream match of all dream matches. The boss himself will be there to reveal the third man in the attack on Regal. But will we see the mystery, uh, mysterious figure? And finally, Stone Cold Steve Austin is getting back in the ring as he will be facing John Moxley in a Texas death match. And here comes the Texas Rattlesnake who is looking to get his shot at Roman Reigns and exacting his revenge on him. But first, he must go through John Moxley in a Texas death match. As Austin gets in the ring, he has a microphone in his hand. He says, all right, I don't want to waste anyone's time out here anymore. Let's get this thing going. I'm done talking. I'm done waiting. John Moxley, come out here now so we can get this fight started early. Austin is pacing back and forth in the ring. As John Moxley makes his way out into the crowd. But before he even goes anywhere, he stops in the crowd with a microphone in his hand. He says, Austin, I couldn't agree more. But before I get in there and I beat you up, I just want you to know something. After bad blood, I will still have respect for you, for your legacy, for your career. But at the end of the day, you are standing in my way at revenge. And I will do whatever it takes to get the job done. I just hope you're willing to do the same. As Moxley makes his way to the ring, Austin picks up the microphone and says, well, why don't you get in this ring and find out? And that's the bottom line, because Stone Cold said so. And Moxley laughs, removes his jacket, jumps the barricade, 
He rolls into the ring and the brawl is on. The two men just start throwing lefts and right. They are beating each other down. Moxley is starting to get the advantage as Austin's age is getting to him. But out of nowhere, Austin hits a low blow on John Moxley. Austin kind of looks furious with himself, but then he kicks Moxley in the gut, drops him with a stunner before crawling over in his face and is talking trash to him. Will this be the scene at Bad Blood? Will The Rock be able to get the job done against Roman Reigns? Who will win the first trio championships in PBWF history? Join us for Bad Blood. Yeah, and another fun episode, Andy. And, I, hey, I've got a soft spot when you have The Rock and Stone Cold Steve Austin. Love the L.A. Night and Bloodline <laughs> interaction and uh, the whole Bray Wyatt stuff, just like with uh, Chris with Malachi Black, is, is very compelling. Yeah, I can't I, wait to see the next twist. I want to see who else Bray Wyatt brings. Like, I, the, I feel like that Braun and Julia Hart is not it. Like, I feel like there's got to be more. So, I'm pumped for that. I'll tell you what I have a soft spot for. Thank you for squashing Mandy Rosa. I appreciate that so much. I figured much. you would like that. That was fantastic. That was fantastic. Sorry, Tyler. I know that I know that hurts. That hurts you on the inside. I know. It does, but it, you know, if it brings you joy, I'll I'll take that. Yeah, no, no. I tell you what, that Dagum trios match. Number one, how's it not in the main event? Uh-huh. How's it not the finals? Like that was friggin' wild. Yeah, I had two matches that went three segments. That was wild because I had Osprey yeah. and Walter go three segments too. Right. So that, that, that was the match I had the most fun booking was Walter and Osprey, but the bloodline and the elite was a lot of fun I don't know, too. That match was just wild, man. That was it, it was wild. I mean, it was uh, it had everything. It felt like, yeah, that was I thought it was great. Yeah, it really did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hey, and is there anything else we need to add for uh, week twelve, gentlemen? Hey, before we get out of here for week 12, first of all, thank everybody for listening. Follow us at PBW Podcast, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Make sure you're subscribed wherever you find your podcast. Go back and check out all of our previous episodes. Tyler, we got to run down the lethal lottery. We've been teasing it. Let's do it. Um, It's Andy's favorite thing. So what we're going to do, the lethal lottery, ladies and gentlemen, is just a fun twist for us to do in the middle of the season to really shake things up. What Andy and I have done have selected five of our wrestlers. Um, If it's a tag team, uh, those two count as one selection. One of those five selections has to be a champion. We are going to put them on a wheel. We are putting stipulations on a wheel, which include a suspension being out for a month, a an injury causing you to be out for two months, a force trade, a extra surprise pickup, and a nothing. So... We're going to spin the wheel, make the deal, and see what happens yeah. and see what kind of shakeups we get. Just for clarification, for the for the listeners, too. Yes. If it lands on somebody and you get the surprise picker than nothing, they stay on the wheel. So what we will do is we will spin the stipulation wheel first. first. Gotcha. Okay, so in case it lands on nothing, mm-hmm. we don't even have to spin the other wheel. Gotcha. 
So, and then what will happen is, uh, let's say someone from Andy's wheel gets suspended on his. So, we'll do two tries. Mm -hmm. Uh, On the first spin, if somebody gets suspended, we will remove that person from the wheel. So, they don't get double punished. Exactly. (laughs) So, then your second wheel spin will be for the other four. Correct. So, essentially, we'll take that person off. Yeah. Sweet. Tyler, any questions? What do you say, think? Uh, no, I'm, I'm looking forward to Lethal Lottery. I was going to say, is this going back to Vader and Cactus Jack? This is <laughs> unbelievable. Certainly what it seems like. It's yeah. a, uh, inspired by a little WCW kind of stuff. It's going to be a lot There's of fun. nothing wrong with that, and you can tell why I didn't make it in late night comedy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for hanging out with us. This is such a fun episode. We appreciate it. Tyler, anything else to add, man? No, I I just uh, agree with you. It was a blast, and I can't wait for this pay-per-view upcoming. Pay-per-view coming up next week, Andy, and the Lethal Lottery. I'm looking forward to both so we can get done with the Lethal Lottery. I know, because we've been talking about it for a long time. We've been talking about it, like, months before we started recording this, and I've been nervous ever since we brought it up. So, But, ladies and gentlemen, it is here next week. Come join us. It's going to be a whole lot of fun. For Mr. Tyler Peters, our moderator, Andy York, my name is Chris Belcher. Thanks for hanging out with us for this week on the PBWF. Catch you next week.